Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Small Victories and Side Notes podcast. I'm one half of your dynamic duo, Renea. We got the other homie, the big homie with low energy, DJ. Yo, I'm taking it right now. Special guest, Ahmad from Thinking Outside the Boombox podcast. What's up, homie? Yo, what's up? Happy to be back. For sure. Happy New Year's to both of you guys. Yeah, yeah. happy New Year's. New Thank one's you. crazy. With that being said, we have collectively decided that we kind of don't have any small victories, but... But there is something I do want to talk about. Yes. No small victory. So that um, that link you sent me about the top albums of 2020, Ahmad, mm-hmm. that is a great idea. I don't know I don't know like when in your podcast like timeline you started that, but that's really that's a really good idea. Yeah, that was um that was something I, I was doing so before I was podcasting, I had like started a blog just because you know that's what everybody was doing. <laughs> um, so I had like a hip hop blog and so every year I would do that. And then when I moved over to the podcast, it just really seemed like a, a good thing to to take with me because I love making lists and doing that at the end of the year was always a fun thing for me. So, yeah, I'm about hey, it. When in doubt, make a list. I mean, <laughs> definitely is whatever is always that's content right there. So, yep. We've been trying to tell y'all this is the man with the plan. OK, <laughs> so for you guys who don't know, this is that, that's something that Ahmad does on his podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should check it out. I think it's a really great idea. I can't wait to see who wins or, you know, how, how you lay it out. So, yeah, it's going to be dope. Uh, on that note, um, before we get into the album, check in with everybody. How's everybody doing? Man, 2021. <laughs> like, I, I really don't believe in, like, oh, separating the years. Like, oh, 20, 2020 is going to be different than 2021. No, nah, it's the same. It's just life, right? Up, ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. ups and downs. But, whoa, what a way to start off the year. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but they stormed the Capitol, and I found it hilarious. That was entertaining to me, so... Writing that, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a, a very interesting, uh, very interesting time in this country. Yeah, those those people are in shambles. They don't know. They don't know what to think. They don't know what to do. Um, like it was I, I agree with you. Like parts of it, it was like, this is this is actually just ridiculous. Like <laughs> you all are just y'all just wilding. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Every, like I, I, I work with a lot of older people. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, my goodness, this is insane they're gonna take over the country i'm like no they're not <laughs> this dude has on like viking horns he ain't taking over nothing like, it's like a bad movie down. man exactly so i mean that's how i'm doing like you know I'm like it's, it's i'm laughing at stuff like that on a positive note i do want to shout out georgia um i'm not from georgia but i've lived in georgia a good amount of time and they flipped the congress blue um but yeah we did that so shout out to everybody who went out there and voted uh how are you guys doing i said a lot it's okay. Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, hanging in there, living day by day. Almost uh, time for me to hit my transfer from my command. So I've just been Ooh. trying to, uh, what is the word, rush and push a lot of stuff together that I should have did a long time ago. But other than that, I'm okay. On that note, I really hope you get out of there before, like, hopefully, I mean, there's just going to be another lockdown. So hopefully you get out of there before things get a little weird. Yeah, hopefully. Ahmad, how are you? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I um. I was mentioning earlier that I went back to work after a, a long break for the holidays. So I'm just kind of getting back into the swing of things. Other than that, I've been doing hella podcast research because I got a bunch of episodes that I'm dropping and they're kind of all dropping at once. So I need to make sure I got all my, my stuff in order. 
Um, other than that, I just been one one of my other hobbies is baking. So I've been I've been doing that a lot over the past past week. I bake like two things today. So <laughs> that's what I'm on. Man, hey, you out here putting all man. these husbands to shame. Like, I nothing. Very obvious. <laughs> this man has a plan, ladies and gentlemen. If you he need really it, does. with him. <laughs> I need you to be my life coach because Jesus. <laughs> For real. I'm out here like having so much on my plate and doing none of it. It's like, yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll get done. Yeah. God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're ready to come at you with our third album of this series with our with our guest Ahmad. And that album that I always say wrong, Spilly Gion, question mark. Uh, Spilly Gion. So, I mean, if you're saying you're wrong, so am I. But I think we're saying it right. Hopefully it's not like the six lakh thing, the black thing. I don't know. So I think it is. Um, I think it's religion, like religion. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yo. Already dropping bars. Already dropping knowledge. It's going to be a good Crazy. one. <laughs> Crazy. Learn something new. This is, okay. It's religion. And I hate all those fancy Negroes who, who keep doing this crap. Facts. Spell it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Spell it the way you want it to sound. Like, you know what I'm saying? Damn. Negroes. True. Black probably came up with the title, knowing him. For real, for real. <laughs> Great point. So if you guys don't know, we're talking about the Spillage Village album, or I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this album dropped, uh, I want to say August or September time. Run, run that the, sounds so right. run the I picked this album, one, because my co-host left me at the dry, but we'll, okay. we'll get into that. <laughs> but I picked this album because when I first heard it, um, she actually introduced me to the, the song. She's like, just randomly check this out. And I hadn't heard it. And I, it was one of those like lows when there's no real music coming out. And I was like, hmm, listen to it like one time. I, I heard two songs I'm like, hell no, cut it off. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to listen to it because it has like some good people. It has with Jid, Earth Gang, Six Black. I fuck with all of those people. So immediately I was like, all right, let me, let me not be so quick to judge. So I went back, listened to it. And to me, this was like the most like vibish album that I listened to all year in a positive way. Like it has some good vibes to it. And so I, I wanted to bring it up and talk to you guys about it. For sure. It it definitely it definitely has like this positive this positive funky kind of folk vibe to it. Hopefully I got that right. We're gonna start with track one, Spillville. Right. So track one, I don't think it's a song. It's, it's more not. so like one of those intros where they just kinda of come a skit almost. They just kinda of come on and talk. And Ahmad, yeah. I really want to get your take on this. So um, I will say uh, before we start, I need to speak directly to Spillage Village when I say this. I fucked up (laughs) because like when this album dropped, I gave it like maybe one to two listens and I I saved like maybe four songs in my playlist and I never went back to it. And that's my bad (laughs) because like I was, you know, what it was is Earth Gang's last album disappointed me uh, because they were hyping up Mirrorland for years and then it dropped and it was, it was decent, but it wasn't what I wanted. And so I went into this the same way I was like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to give me like some crazy rap stuff. And then they, they went left field with all of the the vibes and melodies they was yeah. doing. And so at the time it didn't hit me the right way. But when I went back and listened to it a few times over the past week, I was like, damn, what was I on? Like, this album is really good. <laughs> like, I was just <laughs> tripping. Um, 
So, so I just want to say, I want to apologize directly to them <laughs> and let them know that that was my bad because I honestly, it should have been on my top, my top album list. Like when I look back on it, but I don't ever go back and change them. So it's just not going to be on there, <laughs> hey, but say what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I said what I said, but, um, so the intro, I thought it was dope. Cause one of the, one of the first things that stuck out to me was toward the end. They had big Rube on there, um, in this little skit where they were, the skit was basically talking about, um, it rem- kind of reminded me of Deontay's album on that song where he was questioning religion and pastors and churches, and they were kind of doing the same thing. And they were joking about going up in a church and robbing the pastor. And Big Rube, who was the, the main deep voice dude at the end, is actually a part of Dungeon Family. Mm-hmm. And he's um, he's like well known for like spitting some spoken word on like all of the Dungeon Family like albums, like for Outkast, CeeLo Green, all of those people. Um, and so I thought it was dope. They started off the album, getting the big homies, like, like respect. Like it was kind of like, he was like blessing it. Like, yo, like I fuck with these dudes and, and girls, like all of them, like they doing it. And then the two comedians that was on there, I feel like I've heard their names, but I, I don't really know much about their comedy, but you know, they was doing some, some hilarious impressions, but I thought it was a good way to start the album. One of the things that just stood out to what you, what you just told me was um what you just said was you mentioned the dungeon family which right off the bat when i when i listened to this album i got not vibes as far as like the same exact content but just the fact that these like different artists came together to form this kind of reminded you of the dungeon family right because and and just the fact that they're from atlanta and it, Mm -hmm. it kind of just really just came full circle and so to have him on there was was pretty cool i mean goody mob and outcast you can't get better than that honestly absolutely I know Earth Gang has been, you know, compared to Outcast. I disagree, but you know, I think they're trying to go down that same that same um musical road, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So to have him on there to me, it, it can give like a, a full circle vibe. And I, I like Country Wayne, which is one of the comedians on there. Um, hilarious dude. He's he he does a lot of videos of, of just pretty funny content. Okay. And I, I did enjoy the the way they their, their take on religion, which mm-hmm. if you if you really listen to to the music. They get into that a lot. Like, oh yeah. So I know you, I know you didn't like Maryland. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But but I, I came in it with different a different viewpoint vantage point than you did. I didn't really listen to Earth King all that much before that album. So gotcha. that's kind of like my, my introduction to like a project by this. Like I've heard of them. I listened to them songs. I was like, yeah, they're they're, they're right. But I, I never gave it a good like. I never paid them much attention. So I, I enjoyed it. But they, they they spoke on religion in that in that one too. So to me, it was a the intro was a really good way to touch on a lot of things and kind of pay homage to, you know, the dungeon family and, and the way they did. I thought, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And, um, that actually, that actually makes sense. Um, that, uh, you had never heard earth game before. And then you listen to Mirrorland, And I, I do think that Mirrorland, if you had never heard earth game, like it was still a really good project and, and it really showcased what both of them can do well for me, it was just like, yo, they had dropped all of these like dope mixtapes, EPs. They had been hyping up Mirrorland for like, I want to say it was like the better part of two years. Um, it got pushed back a bunch of times and then it dropped. Um, and I was just like, like slightly underwhelmed, but that was because of my high expectations, not because the project wasn't good. Because I do still listen to like a few songs off that album. Yeah, two years is, is a long time, especially in today's like where they, they drop music now. So yeah, 
waiting two years and being hyped up for two years for a project. <laughs> I, I I always appreciate when like unexpected, like when some something happens unexpectedly, you, you just drop it. You know, just drop it. And you listen to it. And you're just like, oh my god, it blows your mind. Because when you put all the hype on it, it it very rarely lives up to hype, if ever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can't think of a project that actually like built up to be something like phenomenal. And I was like, oh, this is phenomenal. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. why I hope Dre never drops. Uh, uh, detox. Oh yeah, it would never live up to that hype. Yep. You know what I'm saying, keep just it like, in the ball. Just like living <laughs> in for me, and just just go ahead and go about your business because it would never do that. So I get, I get that where you're coming from. That was a side note, people. Like, but I, I really wanted to touch on that. That was interesting. Definitely. All right. So on to uh, track two, baptize. What did you think of it? Man, this song, this song goes so hard. It was. Um, <laughs> I think this was one of the first single either the first or the second single they released for the album and they released like a music video for it too and this was one of the what'd you say i never watched the videos i have to check that out oh yeah it's a dope one definitely watch that one and so this is one of the reasons why i went into this album thinking like oh this album is gonna be like this because they dropped baptized and i was like oh they they are all rapping hard the production is crisp the chemistry is out of this world i was like every song from this album is about to be like this and then they you know they kind of they kind of went different ways with it and so it it, it threw me off but like this this song is like they rapping rapping like it's so dope like the chemistry that jid and like the earth gang dudes have together because they've been rapping together for so long um it's it's unmatched like they they really push each other lyrically and like technically like that friendly competition brings out the best in all of them so i really like this song so when I, my first um my first listen to this song i wish i could go back and, and record this after hearing the song because i was hyped like you <laughs> like you said like i expected just straight bars right after this song because like they all went so hard jed that dude is just so talented it's it's, it's beyond belief how that bar that that um it, it's so simple but to me i was just so hyped, just like Adam and Eve dumbass, Apple eating dumbass. <laughs> I was like, okay, I fuck with. So I can't. I when I heard this one, I'm like, yes, this is this is this is what I want, and I got super hyped. And then track three came on, and that's when I stopped listening. <laughs> and that's what threw me off. <laughs> yeah, because right? at the, at the beginning I said, hey, I, I I listened to the first two songs and I cut it off, and I gave them. I, I I listened to these people and I liked them, so I went back. But this stopped me from listening. To the album for like at least an hour or two, mm-hmm. and you can't go off. Of, you can't come. You can't go from baptized, which is such a really like crisp, just dope. The beat it knocks, and then they're 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 spitting and yep. just phenomenal. One of the, one of the better tracks I've heard this year, as far Definitely. as like one like a single. Like this is this was this was a great one, and then they give you uh, Palms thing, mm-hmm. uh, and tell me what you think. Yeah, so. So, same thing like we we come off of baptized and then they drop this and i was like oh this is this is not what i expected like the way they got a, like a bunch of like voices kind of like singing at the same and the vibe that the production and like that chorus of voices giving off is almost like folk music like i was like whoa this is this is like nothing i have i have heard in a very long time it's kind of um, like sensory overload a little bit right it yeah comes at you yeah absolutely um it was, you know, it was an uplifting song. Um, I thought that the bass in this song kind of really drove drove the beat. Um, it was, the bass player's name is Benji, and he's actually the most recent addition to Spillage Village. Like, I think he joined this year. Um, oh, wow. But he's a really good bass player. 
Um, and he kind of made the song a little funky at the same time, even though it had those folk vibes. So, you know, it's not one of my favorite songs off the project, but the shock from like the, the stylistic change from baptized to this one, um, I thought was definitely interesting. Right. So that was my, that was my first initial impression when I told you guys I cut it off going back and listening to it and then re-listening to it. And, you know, I, I enjoy the song for what it is. It's a really, it's a, like this is the uplifting part for me. Like this is where it starts to come in, and you just you just you get what they're trying to what they're trying to put down. And mm-hmm. like you said, it just has a nice little vibe to it. And I enjoy the song now. However, mm-hmm. first listen, I couldn't do it. So, but that that's that's what the that's what having credibility does for someone like me. Like if I know you're a good artist, I will I will go back and, and push through and listen and, and try to get some feel for it. Mm-hmm. So I. I I do enjoy this song now. I didn't enjoy it when it first dropped. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but we're, we're we're good now. But that leads us into um how do you say this word? I can't even I, I don't I don't Ooh, I it. have no idea. So I, I I looked it up because I was like, let me let me figure out if this isn't some like other language or something. And when I Googled it, the only thing that came up was Earth Gang. So I was like, so is this not a word? Like, besides, <laughs> like, what they're doing? So I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Did they just make up a word? <laughs> they might have. If they did, that's dope. I'm not going to lie to you. That's like the, the most <laughs> bullshit since Wayne I came with Bling Bling. <laughs> but so this, this, um, so I, I really don't want to butcher it. Um, yeah, we can just call it family because I guess they did put that in parentheses. Okay, cool. So it's... uh family in parentheses I, i'm not gonna butcher that <laughs> yeah and so coming off of, of the last track which like i said it, it took me a while to get into this one i fell in love with right away this is the one where I was, it just gave me like good vibe this is the vibe part like when i'm like okay now i, I get where you guys are, are, are trying to go with this and man I, to me that it hit me like in the part like a point we we're in quarantine and it's just like life was looking bleak Mm-hmm. And then this song came on and it just it hit me in a in a very positive way. Um I'm not sure who who's on it besides um Hollywood Hollywood JB, I think it is. Oh yeah, um, Hollywood JB. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's on it. But uh, yeah, yeah. And I really enjoy like the I pray for my family and uh, I and I pray about money, I pray about peace. It starts to feel uplifting, but it's still pretty real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's giving you they're giving you just good vibes. Yeah. I love the beat. Yeah, I um I, I had these same thoughts when I first listened to it. I was like, okay, this is like, this is, this is like, it's not as like folky as that last song, but like mm-hmm. instantly it's like, okay, this is dope. Jid showing his versatility, you know, singing on the hook, which, you know, we, we so know that Jid. was Jid. Yeah. Jid's the one doing the hook. Yeah. Confuses me every time. <laughs> yeah. Cause they, can't be him. and that's the, that's the crazy thing about this group is that they can all do so many different things. Like, um, both of the Earth Gang dudes can rap and both of them kind of sing. Jid is doing the same thing. Mareba can sing, but she can rap too. So it's like, you you never know what you're going to get. And it really makes every song like a different one. Like no song is the same. Um, and so the, the energy they were giving off of this one uh, is really put into context with like how they created this album in the first place. So um, Jid had rented out a studio because he's working on his his next album. And this was before lockdown had happened. So he was having people come in and out just to like lay down verses and stuff. Uh, and this was in Atlanta. And then lockdown happened. And so most of the people left, but all of the like spillage village people was like, yo, let's just let's just quarantine together. 
So they they stayed in that house that Jid had rented out for like two months and just started like working. Like they just started making music, vibing, playing games, like Monopoly and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like they were just like, let's just get the energy up. You know, they had the template because they had all been on the in the Dreamville sessions. So they know how a collaborative space like this works. But right. there's not like a time limit because Dreamville was trying to do it in 10 days. Like, so they were like, we just going to let whatever happens, happens, let the vibes hit us. And we want to talk about what's happening right now. And that's exactly, you know, what they did. And it really shows in this song because they were, you know, putting out, you know, energy for people who were, you know, going through uh, quarantine during the pandemic and stuff. And it's like, man, I really respect that, that they they really kept it real like that. Yeah, no, for sure. It made you feel, it made me feel good. I'm speaking mm-hmm. for myself. It made this particular track made me feel really good. I really enjoyed the, um, just the, the way that they put it together, I really love. Moving on from from this track, they followed it up with Jude. No, Mecca was Mecca. Or Judah was next. Uh, Mecca, Mecca. Okay, yeah, 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 Mecca. And this one gave me just like like '90s Atlanta kind of vibes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it. I can't give you more than that right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, this one like really was one of the songs that really showed that they was just like having a jam session in this studio. Like it felt like all of the voices combined and just really felt like they just came here to just create some dope music. However, it, it hit them. I, I like the title of Mecca because, you know, they were, they, they threw in some South African phase, uh, phrases in the song. Um, the entire track was kind of showing love to a lot of African countries, but then it also could be referring to the pa- the fact that most of them are from Atlanta and Atlanta is kind of considered like a black Mecca of sorts um so i you know kind of dug the wordplay with the title but yeah this is this song about that. yeah yeah no, that's a that's interesting I, I didn't think about that yeah, yeah they, i don't know that's killing it <laughs> yeah no 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 but and it, it kept with the positive like the positive vibe mm-hmm. like spread love all over the world like i really i really enjoyed that gravitated more towards this album for the vibes i usually i'll give you my favorite tracks or my favorite albums are usually just like lyrics and, and, and content this was just more mm-hmm. of a vibe thing when i first listened to it i was like i really enjoyed what they try to do and i feel like they did it in a really positive way and, and it connected with me right and this was another one of those songs where you you could just tell they were they were they wanted positivity in the world or you know they were in a positive space and for those of us who weren't or you weren't exactly in that space they hit it out of the park for me. I really, yeah. I really appreciate this one. Completely agree. And yeah. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, we just got done talking about Mecca. What do you have for us? So for that song, I wrote down. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like "To Pimp a Butterfly" just for like the funk of it. Mm-hmm. it gave me like that, that James Brown funky feeling. And then, um, I really love the beat. It, it is a really great beat. Honestly, there was a part in there i think it said this is america or reminds me of like this this is america by childish gambino kind of like that that feel of where they were going okay. trying to go we'll come back look to at you out here look at you out here what i'm talking about you know come back in with, with, with the good insight i like <laughs> it i appreciate it i gave a mod nothing with that last track I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> you're knowing <laughs> It but, sounded like from the headphones that there was something going on. So I thought I thought it was like, okay. No, he, he, he gave he gave some great insight. So yeah, but I, I, I can reciprocate the energy or <laughs> the content 
and I apologize for that. But we're going to move on to the next track, Judas. I didn't like this one. <laughs> really? I No, I mean, so first listen, I didn't like it. It, it just, it, I didn't like the way it messed, it, it bothered me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, it was offbeat. It was just, it, it, no. Mm-mm. And to huh. be honest, I still don't care for it. Okay. Yeah. Chance. Sorry. No. <laughs> I mean, Jid, Jid, Jid does what Jid does. So cool. But like, nah, I'm not, no. So actually, I don't think I like this song at first either. But upon playing this album like 45 times for this, for this <laughs> review, it kind of grew on me a little bit. Um, and I like how like the beat starts to break down after certain verses. So they like mix it up, mm-hmm. do a couple things with it. Thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I really tried to understand some of the lyrics, and honestly, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Like, like I don't know if I'm looking at this from a two pimple butterfly standpoint, where you're trying to like analyze where what the story's gonna be. Mm-hmm. This is just a couple folks, you know, quarantining together. I heard that, and they're just sitting out here trying to, you know. Put some lyrics down to a beat. Well, it's interesting that you said that because, like, when I told him, I gravitated towards this project for the vibe and the feel of it and the yeah. positivity. And this gave me none of that. It just gave me just a, he- a headache. It bothered me, <laughs> bothered myself. I hate. I yeah. I like the hit the bro jack. Like, but if they would have had it on beat, it would have hit for me. But they didn't, and it, it was bothered yeah, me. I guess it was kind of like off beat. It's it's interesting it too that uh, Ari Lennox is on the hook, but I don't think I seen her name credited in the song. No, she's credited. That's the first, you know, honestly, it's the first time I've ever like paid attention to who she was was off this one, and it was in a great intro. Okay, cool. She got a nice. But she voice was credited though. I liked it. Mm-hmm. So I um I kind of had some notes that kind of are like on both of your sides of this. So one of the first things I wrote was like this production is way off for me. Like something about the percussion in it was like distorted and offbeat and it just kept distracting me the entire song it was like it was like they tried to put two songs in one and it just i don't know it it was like a catastrophe but (laughs) (laughs) a few things i did like jid murdered his voice he's a he's like the mvp of every song he hops on really at this point the the dude on the hook's name is masego um i liked his his like interpolation of that ray charles song i got a woman that was dope Mm-hmm. um chances verse so i'm from chicago um and Probably. so i have conflicted feelings about chance because you know he's been really good and then he's he's fallen off a little since his last album um but i thought that the verse that he spit on this one was kind of flowing like the old chance so i did like it because of that like he he sounded like he did on his like acid rap project which is like one of my favorites from him yeah it was um but yeah so that's what i had for this song now, when you say his last album, do you mean uh, a day to remember or color coloring book or whatever the fuck? Oh, uh, yeah. what was it? Uh, uh, the Good big day. Oh, the big day. <laughs> yeah, the big or day. Some of the, or some of the, yeah. Yeah, that one. That was a no. That was a miss. A big miss. That yeah, that miss for me also. <laughs> like the last good project he put out was I like coloring book, but acid rap was probably like my favorite project by him. Yeah, coloring book to me was good. Yeah, and then, and so this is like a side note, but like one, I think one of the the things that people started not to like about Chance is one, Chance really raps about like what he's going through. Like he tries to put his life in his music at all times. So back when he was doing acid rap, like homie was doing acid and just like rapping <laughs> yeah. all the time. Like that's that's legit. Like like the life he was living, and it produced some great music. 
but then you know he kind of started to get back into his religion found jesus again found jesus again yep put out coloring book i really like that album but i can see why a lot of people you know don't like the differences between acerap and that and then the big day he got married had a kid and so he just wanted to make an album about music that he would have wanted to hear at his wedding or something like that but it was just too convoluted so it didn't work so I respect that Chance always wants to like have his music reflect what his life is at the moment. But a lot of people just <laughs> want him to do acid and, and rap again, which, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Which I, I can appreciate that, like his progression, especially as like an artist, because mm-hmm. the, the first project was what, 10 days or so? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I like 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can you can see the the growth and and where he's at in his life. Like that was a really good point. But to hit like his credit he's hit on every single one of those like 10 days acid rap yep. and coloring but like you could feel where he was at i mm-hmm. think uh a good day or, or whatever that name of the album is it missed <laughs> like it didn't feel genuine like like i didn't feel it you know i'm saying yep. i felt coloring book even though it was like some people say it was too religiony for me i had no problem same thing with acid rap i i don't i don't do acid but you still you still felt it mm-hmm. that that one just the, the last project just missed for me like yeah. completely same and nobody uh, i think 99 percent of us feel that way i think i downloaded one song from there <laughs> but that was a major side note we're back now with track hey. seven hey small just sign up. you know doing. hopefully you guys still are here with us but it's all good if you're not i don't know how to pronounce this track seven what is it ocean uh yeah ocean mm-hmm. okay cool hopefully there's no it's probably like deeper meeting there but i don't got it I'm sure. I'm sure mine knows. I like I this song. <laughs> oh, look, that's why we're gonna let you go last. Um, or, yeah, I I enjoy the song. It it gave you like that little like it's like a love song kind of a little bit. Yeah, and especially coming from that previous song, which just it just it was so off. This one sound much more polished, and I enjoyed whoever was on the hook. I think it was uh, Jordan Bryant. I think mm-hmm. that's who was on. Um, yeah, so I, I enjoyed him coming in. It was it was it was mellow, like black. There's never a song by my featured black I don't like. I'm sorry. It's just you can't mess with that dude. At least he hasn't so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> it was a very easygoing song for me. I think the meaning of it was clear. Like there was no guessing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to play, you know, mind reader for what they were trying to go for. And I really liked the third verse. Can't remember who that was. I'm looking at it now. But I really did like that verse to that that kind of wrapped it up. Oh, was that the last one? Yeah. Yeah. So that was Jordan Bryant. Yeah, I really like. I really like oh, that, the way he wrapped that okay. up. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I've never heard of that dude before, so I'm Me gonna check him out more. Yeah, he, um, him and Hollywood JB are brothers, and I don't, I don't know if they've yeah. ever dropped anything outside of Spillage Village. Um, I, I learned about them when I learned about Spillage Village, so uh, I don't know if they have like solo stuff they're doing. I know Hollywood JB does a lot of producing. Um, but obviously he raps too because he's been on a few of these songs. And Jordan raps, he might produce too. But wasn't a bad, yeah. Like, what does the the name of the track like? What does it mean? Oh, so um, Oshun is the name of a like Nigerian goddess uh, that represents love, femininity, like di- like fertility and stuff like that. Um, so it kind of makes sense that this that this song where they're you know spitting all this stuff about love, they kind of like paired this title with it and uh 
so both of the Earth Gang dudes have two names, and it's it's so confusing to me because when when I got into Earth Gang, there was Johnny Venus and there was Doctor Dot, but they both changed their names. <laughs> Johnny Venus changed his name to Olu, and Doctor Dot changed his name to Wow Great. Like they they own some okay. shit. Yeah, <laughs> but, I was gonna say yeah, I knew I knew Johnny Venus, and then I got confused. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So he changed his name to Olu, um, which is also a Nigerian name, which makes me think that he's Nigerian. So he probably had a, you know, something to do with the title. And he and he's the one that like is singing the like super melodic hook, too. So he probably did a lot of the the creation of the song. Yeah, I thought this song was super smooth. It's uh, one of the best like melodies and vibes on the album. Uh, this the chorus was stuck in my head all the time last year. This was like one of the four songs that I kept in my playlist throughout the year but yeah they they keep showing that they can make any type of vibe like they can make a hard ass track like baptize they can make a fucking <laughs> like folk song they can make a nice smooth like love song like they really can do it all that house had vibes oh yeah the quick notes like i've lived in georgia for a good while mm-hmm. and um earth gang you can you can tell how influenced they are by um outcast just the vibe Mm-hmm. I, I know people compare them and, and say that they, they sound similar. I don't think they sound similar at all. Andre and Big Boy are just better, just pure rapper and pure rappers to me personally. Absolutely. But you can see, I, I can see that that vibe because I, I grew up in this area and I, I see that influence so greatly. And they're they're, they're super talented, so they, they they did well. So that song transitions into Cupid. I liked. I downloaded it actually. Uh, it was one of so like you and I. I only had like four songs. Even though I like shared this shared this album with uh, DJ, I only downloaded like four songs, and then after, those were the, like the four songs that I listened to until mm-hmm. I went back and I played it a couple times, and I maybe download one or two more. I don't blame you for only downloading four songs. Like this year has been really like just a little weird for music, at least for me. So I I, I get only downloading four songs. I think I downloaded like seven or eight. It's <laughs> um, pretty good show. When I first listened to this song, I hated it again because it gave you that that offbeat, just just not what I wanted. But then I listened to it again because I really enjoyed what they were saying. But I just didn't like I didn't, I didn't like this the this organization of it. This is probably tied with Baptized is my favorite song. I love Black's little verse like any many money mo. I'm saying it's, just, it's simple but to me. It it came off well even with the like disorganization of it. Like it's still offbeat to me, but I liked it. Yeah, this song reminded me of like uh, Revenge of the Dreamers three sessions. Yeah, you know, with all, like the laughing and stuff at the end. Like they were just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get that vibe. Yeah, this is this is one of the songs that really made me think of the the Dreamville sessions because like how Black came in, he had like maybe like eight bars, and then like Lucky Day, who was a dope R and B singer, is doing the the hook. Like it, it, this whole album and this song especially really just like felt like you know somebody put a beat on and was like, "Yo, this is dope," and somebody just started rapping to it and somebody <laughs> started singing to it, and then they really just had like a a brainstorming like creative session and came up with all of these dope songs and so many different styles. And it's like I really respect artists um, that can like come together and just like create music like that because there are a lot of artists, some bigger than a lot of these people, some smaller, who are super strict with like how their creative process goes. And so I, I like seeing artists who can like do a lot of like free flowing stuff like this. Um, they kept the, it, it seems like this is like the love song theme um, of the album or part of the album. Cause this was another love song. Um, the production on this one was dope. 
the chorus kind of reminded me of like like an R&B hook from like the early 2000s, like some shit Jamie Foxx would have been featured on or something Jamie like that. Fox. Like, it really just gave me that type of vibe. You know what? Listening to you guys speak on speak on this song and, and reference uh, the Dreamville Project, I get where you guys are coming from now. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, just the, they seemed like they were just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I know one dude was like, he said like the most silliest like bar, but to me it was just, it, it hit. He was like, beat the pussy up, throw the tantrum room, beat that thing up. Bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 <laughs> And started laughing. And I get, I get that, that just flowing in the studio. And then this song comes out of it. I didn't even think about that. So that's, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Just from all of the interviews that I've watched, the people that attended the Dreamville sessions, because they they had so many people up like in and out of that place, like producers and rappers, singers. Um, it seems like that that session changed like the way a lot of these artists think about creating. It hadn't happened since uh, the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy sessions, like when Kanye flew everybody out to Hawaii to create that album. Um, and so a lot of these younger rappers like Earth Gang, like Jid, they had never experienced anything like that um, until J. Cole and Dreamville invited everybody out. So it really like changed the way that they think about putting albums together and just like collaborating with like their friends. And so like I, I think that's th- these sessions, you know, unless, you know, somebody copies it down the line and there are a lot more is going to go down in the in the history of the of the culture as something really important. It definitely opened up. It seems like an avenue for some great like flow flows and and fun. So this song uh Shiva, say that right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> question mark. Now I'm just here questioning myself for the whole thing. But it's cool. <laughs> no, me too, me too. I have I, there was one track I refused to even say the name. It was track 4. Yeah. I still refuse to say that name. I would never. No one would catch me on recording. This song, track nine, I overlooked it during my first play, like on my own. And then gradually, as I was like going through the album, I was like, oh, snap, this is dope. This is probably like my favorite song uh, next to track four. Again, it just gives you off that like Revenge of the Dreamers 3 vibe where they just come on, they start rapping. I think one of one of my favorite lyrics was like, it's getting pretty hot in here. The hot box then turned to a coffin. I'm coughing. Don't do that shit often. The way he like put that shit together. I was like, "Ooh, you get that face. Yeah, so that was hard. I, I gravitate to this song because of the name Shiva. Um, so Shiva is, is, is a god. He's a god of destruction. Mm. Don't tell me how I know that, but I, I I don't know how I remember that. But I remember that from some like show I watched back in the day. And so when I heard that, and I came back and, and like I listened to it, and I just thought I just thought it was amazing how they. I thought they were just gonna speak on our religion, like Christianity and stuff, and then they gave you just different. You know, what I'm saying just different religions. I, I think that's Buddha Buddhism, if I'm not mistaken, or. Okay. Hinduism, uh, don't let me, don't, oh, one of those, uh, one of those religions, either Buddhism or Hinduism. I think Hinduism. Yeah, I think you're they, right. They have I a lot of right. gods. So I'm, I'm going to go with Hinduism because I know they have like a lot of gods. And so the God of Destruction, I, I really enjoyed the song because of that, like that solo tidbit of, I thought they were just speaking on Christianity and, and giving that positive from, from that perspective to throw in another religion. And I, I, just, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. This was another one of the songs where you could really see that they they came into this just wanting to like talk about all their experiences. You know, they were all holed up in this this studio house for two months with the pandemic and everything kind of like going crazy outside around them. And so they were really just bringing all of that energy uh, to the songs, detail and the struggle is real emotional, real vulnerable. Um, again, the way that 
almost every artist in this collective can switch so easily from rapping to singing is is insane and it makes mm-hmm. every song different something about this song it, it it really threw me into a tailspin because there the melody of this song reminded me of a j cole song and i when whenever that happens to me I can't let it go to the point that I like went through J. Cole's whole discography, <laughs> listening to like the first 15 seconds of each song, trying to figure out what song it was. And I never found it. So it's driving me crazy. But, <laughs> you know, it reminded me of a Cole song. And so that instantly like clicked with me when I heard this song. Now I want to go back and listen to that track and just have that in my mind to see if I can figure that out. Yeah, if, if you figure it out, let me know because it really uh, is driving me crazy. So yeah, now that you, I, I never, I didn't get that connection, but now I'm going to go back and listen to it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really curious about that. And now that you said that, on the next song, "End of Days," I feel like I've heard that beat before, but I can't figure out where. Mm, really? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, like I feel like hold I've on, heard it before, oh, but I, I just don't know. "End of Days" is a dope song. That was um, yeah, that was the second season, the second single they dropped. Oh, it was a single. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you no, are okay. right. I've definitely heard that like, like, beat before. I'm surprised that like, none of these things came to my mind until I'm talking to you guys. It's crazy, but you're right. I've heard that somewhere. Talking just, you know, opens your mind, man. But yeah, I've, now now it's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to have to go back and like try to figure out where that beat's from. But say this song matches the name. Yes. Like the feel of it. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? No, I want you to get a little more specific into it. So when this song plays and you listen to the lyrics, you listen to the beat, it really just feels like the end, the end of something. Like they're trying to get you get you out of whatever it was that made you not believe. And I don't want to say baptized, but it kind of gave me that feeling like, hey, we're washing this over you. This is the end of this. We're taking you to this new thing. I, I kind of got like a double meaning behind it because it, obviously the end of days, like everything's coming to an end. But like the way they spelled days was um like what D-A-Z-E. Yeah. I kind of felt like it was kind of saying you coming down from the high. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I think they, they, they got like a, a little double meaning behind it. I really enjoy this song. It, it it took me a couple like listens to really like appreciate it for what it was, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. They got a little weird though. I know one one like one little part they had it was like uh mama birthed a nigga with the spirit of a dragon. I'm like, huh? Yeah, see this is what I, that's what I mean when I'm like some of their lyrics, I'm like, Am I thinking too deep? Or is it just, you know, a few people trying to rap, you know what I mean, trying to have some fun. They did drop a Nipsey. A Nipsey lyric in a yeah. in an MF Doom Ooh. bar. Yeah, uh Mareba. Yeah, she was the one that dropped that dropped that Nipsey lyric. Yeah, I, I really like this song. You know, it was super timely because of everything that's been going on in the world. It really does feel like the end of days. Um, and you know, I th- you know, they did that on purpose with the production and all of that to really capture the moment we're in right now. Jid, he didn't miss again. Like, <laughs> no. th- like <laughs> homie is Homie is next up. Like I have, I have never heard a Jid verse that I didn't think was incredible. And that, like, you don't, you don't hear that with too many artists where like everything they drop is that good. So like, I, I, I need that man to be way more famous than he is because like he, he's, he's just ridiculous. Like one day we should, one day we should definitely like have a podcast and just talk about that. Yes, because he's really talented. Like I mean, as far as like never missing. That's Kanye shit right there. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's Kanye. I mean, does not miss. Everything Kanye was on back in like 04, like yeah, 04 and on, mm-hmm. did not miss. Yep. At all. And that is that is a rare area to be on if, if you if you really think about it. Dude is super talented. And like you said, I don't know why he isn't as like popular. Cause I, I mean he because he, he gives you lyric, lyrics and content, but he also gives you just like 
vibes where like people who aren't who don't care about lyrics could still gravitate towards that. I don't see how he isn't bigger than he is. Yeah, and you know, th- there's a there's a thing that happens with rappers like Jid where I feel personally that it's clear what they need to do to become bigger than they are. But I feel like a lot of them don't want to go that route. Like if Jid came out with a song that was like a hit, like a hit, like right off the bat, they was playing that on the radio all the time. Like, you know, like, like a radio hit, he would get himself out in front of, you know, so many more people, people would go listen to his old shit. They would listen to his new album when it dropped. Mm -hmm. But like, Jid doesn't seem like the type of rapper that cares about that. And I understand it because like necessarily, I don't know if I want him to care about that. Like keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. But if if he put himself in that mode, like I'm about to make a radio hit that's about to that's about to go off, like he would be he would be ten times more famous than he is now. But you know, maybe yeah. he wants to stay in the creative bag that he's in, and I understand that too. Yeah, for sure. If you put him you put him with like a, a hit maker like I don't give me like Young Thug or someone from Atlanta, yeah. or, like Future, mm-hmm. and, and get that that hit. He probably would, but that kind of that kind of goes back to um, J Cole. This the, the, J Cole's very first single was um, Work Out. You talking about? No, 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 no. Oh. Bitch, I got that flame. Uh, who that? Who that? Who that? Oh, who that? Yeah. Bitch, I got that flame. And, it, yeah. and he and he spit really hard bars, but it wasn't a hit because he. He didn't give you that poppy that that no, classic that in the hit. club, and I think that's where that, that's what Jid is at. Like you're, you're right to your point. That's what he's on. He's not giving you that workout that, that uh, Cole mm-hmm. did to get you to come in, and then when you come in, you listen to all the other shit. And you're like, okay, so this dude has substance behind the, the bars. Which I mean, then therefore allowed him to like, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously as popular as he is now, so like maybe he needs to do that because Jacob seemed to to overcome that if if. Well, hopefully yeah. he just finds a way to do it in a way that that doesn't allow him to lose his creative bag. I think there's a way to do it with the right maybe people. Definitely. I, J- yeah. J- Cole just, he, he, he I mean, shit, maybe maybe it's coming. Yeah, you know, he does I, have I album coming. He's, yep. work, he's working on a project right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was in like some crazy place in, in South, not South America, but like Aruba. on the islands. Maybe yeah. I don't fucking know, <laughs> but he is working on a project. And he said like it's, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah, Jay. J. Cole just needs to be like to Jid what Jay-Z was to Cole. For sure. Like, and, and I think he is. Like, I think Cole realizes with the Dreamville shit that he's got to like kind of like, like, you know, inspire them and like work with them to like make them, you know, what he is. And honestly, I think Jid is got to be his number one pupil. Like that, that is the dude that you need to be like mentoring for real because out of everybody and I love everybody on Dreamville. But if there's anybody from that that label that needs to be the next one, if Cole, you know, decides to retire, like he's been hinting, it's got to be Jid. Like, it's crazy how good he is. Hopefully, you can get him there because, like, that dude, yeah, super talented. Now that we're done fangirling over, (laughs) (laughs) we're on track eleven. Happy, I know how to say that because it looks like (laughs) what it sounds like. Uh, Great. So this song, for me personally, I think the piano that's that's in the beginning is a very nice touch. And what's her, what's her name? Mariba? Uh, Mariba, yeah. Mariba. I like her flow, her delivery. Everything came together really nicely here. It's not a song that I downloaded, but I can appreciate it for what it is. 
<laughs> they switched up the style again, you know, this one and the next song, the last one, like it was just some crazy left field vibes. Like this song was almost gospel inspired and then midway through it turned folk. Um, I really liked it though. Like it was one of the songs where it's like, this is mad weird, but I'm going to listen to this again. Um, the, the chorus <laughs> of voices was really good. Um, Benji who, um, I mentioned the DJ earlier as one of the newer uh, members of Spillage Village. He joined this year. He plays the bass, but then he came through with a dope verse um, toward the end when like the beat kind of broke down and they were just like doing claps and like acoustic guitar. It was like, what? Like they, they really just out here jamming, just like throwing whatever on the track and it's working. And that's, that's what's most impressive about it. Um, And then they brought big Rue back from, um, from dungeon family to do some sparkling word at the end, which is like, Yo, if y'all if y'all got Big Rube to like do some spoken word on y'all album, he endorses y'all for real. So I really mess with yeah. that. Yeah, both of you guys said exactly how I felt. So I'm gonna have to pick listen to that dude more. Um, what's his name? Benji. Because Benji, yeah, he, he he killed he he did kill that that little. Uh, I like the spoken word though. To me, that that's what stood out the most. Just because mm-hmm. he, he's 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 like he's putting his his arms around it and like. Give them that stamp of approval that I mean they don't need, but from like another Atlanta person, a legend in Atlanta or in Georgia, um, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty incredible. I think that's pretty cool. Well, I say for Atlanta artists or at least that down south, it seems like you. I don't think that you need it, but it seems like uh, if you do get that stamp of approval from someone, some of the big homies, that you know you're you're in there, you're good to go. Absolutely. I think that's the, that's the weird thing about Atlanta is like there's no real big homie aside from like. Andre 3000 and Outkast and, and um, Goody Mob and mm-hmm. yeah, there's not too many like big homies like that, honestly. Uh, well, no, because I mean that's Georgia. But if you if you talk about outside Georgia, then there's UGK and yeah, and, big homies. I'm talking about just specifically in Georgia. So yeah. got you. All right, last track, Twelve, Jupiter. This reminded me. So I know you said the track Eleven, my kind of gave you like the folk vibe. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick that up there, so I have to go back and, and listen to it again. But I definitely picked it up here on this this track. I get like that folk yeah. sounding. Uh, it's like very free. Kind of makes me think of like alternative music. I don't know if you ever listen to any alternative music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I literally wrote that this sounds like some Mumford and Sons shit. Yeah, like Lumineers, <laughs> Mumford and Sons. Yeah, you know, like real chill, which is interesting that they they went that way because you know you can lose you can lose a lot of people who don't you know fuck with that sound. Mm-hmm. I, I think they were they were at this point, um, and I and I read that this was one of the the songs that just really came out of nowhere when they were creating. Like I think somebody had like came up with a melody or the beat, and then they just started throwing shit together until they came up with this. And they were like, "Yo, this is a dope song. This got to be on the project." And I think it's one of the the people that produced this name is Jupiter, so that might be why they decided to name it that. But like this, this song was the perfect way to end the album because not only did they want to speak on the quarantine and everything that's happening right now, but they wanted to kind of give some good positive vibes like as well when they uh, put out this album. And so this was a good way to end, you know, this rap experience because this wasn't even really like a a rap album. It was an experience because they gave us so many different styles um so yeah i, re- I really like the way they ended it this was a, this was a big surprise to me i i was not expecting this out of this album honestly i wasn't either which makes me think of track 11 happy i almost thought that that was like the outro 
you know, and then mm. they switched it up and they gave you this one, which makes sense if you say it caught them by surprise because it kind of caught me by surprise that it was there. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, go ahead. So it, it, to me, it finished out the album as, as a, like a vibe, as, as a positive thing perfectly. Like I, it, it's folky, like, like you just you said, but I enjoyed it. It was weird, but this whole album was weird in a way. It was unexpected, <laughs> and it was—it really was unexpected. Some psychedelic shit, and it, and it it ended it perfectly. So I, I like I know you said happy. You thought it was gonna be the, the last track. I'm glad that it wasn't. This it to me tricky. was more true to what this album was. So if you just give me the the outro, I know it's gonna be a little a, a weird album, but a very pleasant album. If that makes sense. Yeah, it, it was good. Um, definitely different for the. The type of songs that were releasing in 2020 but they didn't miss i wouldn't say it's like my top five or anything but they didn't miss they gave you a good vibe for one for like a vibe you know how we were kind of talking about like nas and and uh what was the other album nas and detroit 2 kind of like you're trying to we're going for that vibe i feel like this this outdid it this outdid those two albums in terms of a vibe see i disagree with you i think this, this is definitely in my top five albums of the year without a doubt simply off the vibe like just for me, just off the vibe. I don't know if this is gonna like stand the test of time. To me, that's the true defining uh, characteristic of a great album is if you can listen to it ten years down the road and still bump it consistently. I don't know if it's gonna withstand that test, but for this year, for sure, to me, it stood out among the best, just simply off the vibe. And to be honest, Jid, <laughs> like Jid gave you bars too, so I, did, I don't want to make it seem like there was no like lyricism. Jid spit every time Jid was on the track. So for the vibe, yes. For Jid being there, yes. I to me top five. Easily. Thank you, Ahmad, for coming through with us again. Uh thank you for listening. If you're still here, if you went through the whole album. Uh if this isn't in your top five, let us know. If it's your number one, let us know as well. Uh make sure you stay tuned. We're gonna do one more album with the homie Ahmad from Thinking Outside the Boombox podcast. Mod, shout out your links and all that so the homies know where to find you. Yeah, thinking outside the boombox, uh, find me on all the streaming platforms, um, and then also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TOTB, the podcast, or you can just go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Um, but yeah, check out the podcast, and yeah, we got we got one more album, and it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested, <laughs> Renee, what you think about this one, because it's definitely very Southern. So it's gonna be an interesting conversation. Which, which has been the albums lately? Yeah, yeah, the, the last the first three, one. really. Yeah, because the out the South one. I don't care what y'all say, the South one. We gonna save that discussion for the next podcast. You can save it for whatever you want to talk about it, homie. But the truth is the truth. The South got something to say, and they've been saying it. I don't know if y'all hear that person talking, but anyway, <laughs> make sure you stay tuned and check us out on the next episode. Thank you.